everybody. Welcome back to Madam Vice President of Veep Rewatch Podcast. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed the first episode. Um, I'm sorry that it's been a little while since the first episode came out. We've just been having some like scheduling issues with guests and everything, but we're here. We're finally doing the second episode. And I am so excited. My guest today is an insanely talented comedian. I've been on shows with her before, and I feel super lucky that she's here. She is the co-host of the movie commentary show, Movie Surfers. And please welcome Lexi Notrika. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm I lucky to be on this show. So thank you. Oh, my gosh. Of course. I'm so, so happy that we're able to do this. I obviously love your comedy and I feel I was so excited when you said that you wanted to be a guest on yeah. the podcast so yeah. I mean you also we obviously follow each other on Twitter mm -hmm. and your Twitter is one of my favorite Twitters <laughs> that I follow thank you we have a lot of mutual interests we're both big movie people and obviously we both love Veep right. so this yep. is mm -hmm. very exciting yeah. and I'm so happy that you're here oh my god I'm excited to so yeah Today we are talking about the episode episode two of season one, Frozen Yogurt, which I feel like second episodes in the first season of like sitcoms like this are always like that's always like the moment that you really figure out like what this show is all about. And I feel like this episode is like the perfect encapsulation of like what Veep is. Um the show, this one was directed by Armando Iannucci, and it was written by Simon Blackwell and Armando Iannucci, same as the first episode. Um, I also, so like the whole reason that I did this podcast is because uh, Matt Walsh and Timothy Simons used to have a Veep Rewatch podcast, and mm -hmm. then they stopped doing it. Mm -hmm. But I just looked on their Instagrams, and they started doing it again. So I like to think of this podcast as like, the Veep of Veep podcasts, where it's like the secondary <laughs> Veep podcast. Absolutely. It's kind of poetic in that way. Exactly. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, it's been like a year and a half since they did this. And now all of a sudden they're doing it again. I think they might feel threatened. <laughs> yeah. They they knew they're like, there's this really funny Brooklyn comic. We have to jump on this with all the resources we have. And it's probably going to be the only thing they can do, actually, right now. Honestly, as of today. probably, yeah. <laughs> actually, I think I was looking at, like, details, because for those of you who are listening in the future, today is the day that the SAG-AFTRA union called for a strike. Um, I was looking at the specifications of, like, what SAG members are not allowed to do, and podcasts are one of them. Is it, though, like promoting on podcasts? It might be promoting on podcasts. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's probably loopholes that people are that actively people are, trying to find right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, because it's scary times out there for the entertainment industry. It is. It is. A lot of um, a lot of theater kids with free time are... <laughs> Are gonna be popping up on the timeline soon, and I'm I'm preparing myself. But it, it's you know it's historical, but it, it needs to be done. So yeah, exactly. So yeah. we stand in solidarity with you. Can't <laughs> see unions. us right now, but we are mentally standing. We are mentally solidarity. standing with the union. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so this episode. Let me just see when the episode. Yeah, the episode first aired on April 29th of 2012, which like. 2012 was 11 years ago, which doesn't feel all that long ago, but also feels like forever ago. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons that I love Veep so much is that it feels timeless and it's like political commentary because politicians 
are stupid like yeah. no matter what year it is L- literally it's that's one constant at least that we have with that for sure I, yeah no that's that's wild 20 yeah oh gosh 2012 which is insane um but so i did ask you while you were watching to mm-hmm. like write down a couple of things so mm-hmm. let's start since veep has an insane like joke per minute ratio yes let's talk like our f- favorite joke of this episode which like this oh episode was one where the first five minutes I was like I've already written down like a page of notes <laughs> yeah no it's that's like one of the main things I love about the show too is just like it they really cut to the jugular but they do it so many times that it's that's why it's great for a rewatch because I'm sure you don't even catch like Five of the ten, you know, exactly. Whatever scene, um, it was really hard, but mine's definitely from the top because, um, as you would know, in this episode, if you watch, it starts off with like a major heat wave, or like Mm -hmm. for some reason, her office is just like super hot, and we are also experiencing. I know, I was like, this is such a timely episode. (laughs) I was like, this is me. Like, I would be in pain in that office um but i really liked when they pointed out and then gary goes i feel like a gecko (laughs) (laughs) because that just one speaks so much to his character and how bizarre he is and like i feel like tony hale is kind of a human embodiment of a gecko at times (laughs) like 100 percent. it just was just like a description that is just too perfect um really is. And the, so that's just like one out of the the many bunch that I that I wrote down as like yeah. Yeah, I think my favorite I mean it's not necessarily a joke. I think it's more of a visual gag which we'll get to as well, but I just love how much running there is in this episode. <laughs> like you don't often think of like political figures running but right i feel like selena every episode has a scene where she's like running down the hallways either of her office or of like the white house or something oh yeah she she has to hustle in her heels <laughs> and then it, yeah it's even funnier when you just see like her team trying to keep, to keep up, with, up her, with her and you're all about oh my god yeah well I'm, i know we'll get to it but it's yeah it, just, I, it gets even better throughout the episode the other i think my favorite joke is they say something about the like bill being passed or whatever and um selena goes oh my god this is so great for me and then dan is like and for the american people and she's like well yeah like that too yes i I wrote that down in my note of like (laughs) that that also in itself because again with this being the second episode of the entire series and of like the first season yeah it's like, like i feel like there's so much you know lifting that writers have to do to like really set in like character um, Definitely, and so like with that line and that reaction, that in itself is such an embodiment of who Selena Meyer is. That she's <laughs> yeah. she above all is in, like involved with herself and not actually the country she's serving, but no. in a way like. You know what? I get it. Like, I feel like (laughs) being the Veep is like being the executive assistant somewhere. Exactly. Um, Not that I'm speaking from experience, (laughs) but um, I feel like at times you feel like it's a thankless job. So, of course, she's like, whatever makes me look good. Yeah. (laughs) No, exactly. Yeah. I also love, because like you said, they are like in a heat wave and Gary has that like little mini fan that you (laughs) see like kids have. Not even like a little like motorized fan. It's like one of those things that you have to like hold the button down and the fan goes like super super quickly. Mm -hmm. And she's like will you get that out of my face? (laughs) I feel like Gary and Selena's relationship is so one where like 
they have such an intimacy and such a closeness. But if he gets too close to her, she's like, get the fuck away from yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, she's like, okay, that's yeah. enough. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, her Julia Louise drive is too, like just how she's able to portray annoyance. So, so good. Well. I think it also in the scene, it's, it's a perfect example of her portraying annoyance when they're talking to Doyle's like assistant or whatever mm-hmm. on the way out and she's like drink plenty of liquids and then he's like well you can't really eat a liquid and Gary's like soup <laughs> and then there's that silence yeah. and he's like well it's solid suspended in liquid and <laughs> Selena's like Gary majored in science at UVA <laughs> so that comes in handy sometimes literally so good I uh she's just like the perfect like asshole of a character like I I adore her so much it's so funny I love her too and just like the whole idea that like not only is there a terrible heat wave going through DC but mm-hmm. there's like a gastric bug going around which oh like my god yeah. is like a constant thing like throughout the episode that gets like worse and worse and worse and obviously there's the whole debate with you know Dan and Gary constantly are fighting and Dan is like, would you take a bullet for the Veep, Gary? And Gary's like, well, I would help her if she was down. And he's like, oh, like a bullet would really like chap her lips. You'd be able to get her lip balm or something. (laughs) And then they're in Senator Doyle's office talking about the bill and his assistant goes to sneeze and Gary dives between the sneeze and Selena. And he's like, I took a bullet for the Veep. (laughs) I wrote that down. That was my favorite visual gag. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. You like set it up so perfectly because like, yeah, I that took me diving out. across the table. The physical comedy is just like and it happens so quickly, but they all do react as if like someone did try and like assassinate yeah. her. <laughs> and kind of too, like in I feel like a post COVID type of world now. Oh my god. Pe- like people act like that. Yeah. Even more so now. So it's like it was too real that he literally is like, I'm gonna dive in front of this <laughs> knees. And then of course that leads him to get violently ill and it's so funny that like it's so funny that and I think Veep does this so perfectly because there's like I don't like too much like grossness when it comes to like movies and TV but like they do this like gastric bug so perfectly where you just see Gary like being super and Tony Hill does it so well of the like (gasps) yeah the (laughs) the hurling the like hurling sounds without Mm -hmm. actually having it like be gross which I like love we never had to see because yeah I agree I'm not a bodily fluid like gag type of person I don't don't like appreciate that but you know it pops up time to time in comedies but like yeah I agree they really pulled it off with um probably misting their face right before and then again their physicality of just like we get that they're in utter pain like and it's just embarrassing too on top of that like as we'll probably get to at the end (laughs) they really pull it together and oh my gosh I know I yeah I also like I just love I think the whole like let's get out there with the normals sort of thing (laughs) like there was literally just a thing like a few weeks ago where Kamala was posting pictures with like did you write that down? Yes, yes. <laughs> Kamala was posting pictures with like small business owners in DC and I was like this is literally a Veep episode. No. Well <laughs> see I linked it to her but then when she showed up to Stonewall during Pride <laughs> and like Andy, Andy Co- Cohen. Yeah and Andy Cohen's having to like ask her if she's heard of Padam Padam like <laughs> that I'm like that would be something that Selena would have to be like roped into and she'd be like oh okay. <laughs> And then you probably see, like, Gary in the corner, like, with a little, like, rainbow flag, like, 
It's so fucking funny. Oh my funny. gosh. I, yeah, and I love that, like, I think also because Dan is still, like, relatively new, like, on her team. Like, he yeah. just at the end of the previous episode was, like, fully, like, brought onto her team. Mm-hmm. And now we're, like, fully seeing how he operates and everything, which yeah. I think is also really funny, the way that he clashes with all of the other characters. Oh, absolutely. Because they're all, like, a little bit, like, losers club in a oh, way. Yeah. And he definitely thinks he's better than everybody yeah. else. because he's, like, the smart pretty boy. Yeah, right. Of, of mm-hmm. like, DC politics. Yeah. And it's just, like, he and Amy obviously hate each other. Right. Yeah, but I love, too, like, as, like, too, as the seasons go on, it's, like, their foil... It like at times like turns into like oh it's like fighters to lovers again because I guess they used to hook up for a week as they mentioned in this episode. Yeah. But I do like how that never like becomes like a true thread that like you know threatens either of their jobs because at the end of the exactly. day they're so obsessed with their work they're not gonna let anything that has to do with romance affect that and no, like not even at all. yeah it just becomes like tactical at that point. Um, I also like to, cause I didn't rewatch the pilot episode before this, although I think I should have, but, <laughs> um, I feel like this episode too, we see, obviously it's, was Jonah Ryan introduced in the pilot or He no? was, yeah, he's introduced in the pilot. Okay. You just, again, see more and more. And yeah. I think even episode three, when you discuss that, you'll even see an even better, even like, yeah, like explanation of his, uh, I guess relationship with the Veep. Uh, team. team but I really like too in this episode where I mean I don't want to spoil I don't want to jump too no, far ahead please go ahead We're, there's no order in this podcast um, so <laughs> so when it gets to the point where Selena is you know about to go do the yogurt thing which is basically just like to kill time yeah like activity she literally has nothing else she to has do. nothing else to do um and then she gets snoozed that <laughs> I, I like I die thinking about it because how they how they acted out is so hilarious. They get the news that the president in South Af- is like in South Africa for something else and that he's like experiencing chest, chest pains. pains. Yeah. <laughs> so they like all go into like this insane protocol where it's like Selena could have to step in and become the most powerful person yeah. in the country, which obviously you see her being like not that type of person not 10 minutes all. before. And then Jonah, who's, like, a White House, like, assistant more so, then he, like, automatically, like, switches. Mm-hmm. Code switches for real. And she's, like, first thing I'm going to do is get rid of him. <laughs> exactly. And it just, and I love, like, seeing the power dynamic of, like, when she then loses it again and they're, like, oh, no, he just had really, like, heavy barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just drops any type of, like, respect, respect for her. Respect for her, yeah. Like, even Jonah does because it just shows, like, the difference of working as like a right hand to the president and then being veep somehow is more important than being the veep. It just yeah. like, it shows the dynamics so well. Um, I, I love that sequence so much. Uh, it's so fucking funny. And she like the little speech that she does, like right before she goes into the situation room where she's like, a you know, flawless leader, like let us all pray that he is all right and like all this sort of stuff and then she's like getting down to business but you can tell that like this is all the only thing going through her head is like I'm gonna be president right I I am about to take over as president but I think you also see like that she herself probably feels she's not prepared because she's like oh these binders like like, I think because it's probably like how a lot of people would feel where it's like oh like 
to be the president, that must be so esteemed. And obviously it is, but it's like, obviously there's supposed to be a lot of work with it. Now we've seen in our past that like idiots clearly truly can anyone have the job. Can be president. Exactly. So she would have been fine. And we see later in the show, she kind of is, even though <laughs> it, it, it's just uh, her, her journey's insane. Her but. journey is, it's so fucking funny. Yeah. And yeah, I... <laughs> I forgot this joke happens a little earlier in the episode, but again, there's the heat wave and they're all standing in her office and she like hands the fan back to Gary and she goes, this is nothing like this is doing nothing. She's like, you can move more air by farting. And Gary goes, I'm sure you can, ma'am. He always has to yes and her too, probably. And like, like, why? Like, why would he sit like it's one of those things where you're like, why would you say that? Like, especially because like she's surrounded herself by everybody that are like. Like you said, like everybody is yes anding her. Mm-hmm. Everybody is like going that extra mile with her. But with Gary, it's kind of like because their relationship is so weird and intimate. Yeah. And whenever he goes the like extra step, it's always like, what? Right. Like, what are you talking about? Well, because I feel like, too, it's uh, like everyone on her team, except for like Gary and Sue. I mean, well, no, I guess Sue's like there to do a job. And Sue definitely does not like yes and her. She's oh, not. strictly there Sue to do like her the job. Sue is like the one person that doesn't really ne- yes no, and her that much. No, um, but everyone else I feel like is yes anding her because they obviously in their mind are like, well, if I'm on her good side and things progress and then she becomes president, then that furthers be my career. Yeah. Gary doesn't have a career outside of being her bag lady or <laughs> Sir, ma'am, whatever, bag person. Her bag lady. Her bag lady. Um, but then he loves that, you know. So it's it's truly so fucking fun. And like he takes it seriously too. Oh, We're like, it's his so fucking much. life. And I I think Gary, well, like last episode I had Hannah Gerlander on, and she basically said she's like she said she doesn't like watching like first episodes of shows that often mm-hmm. because like it takes a little while for characters to like figure out who they are but Veep comes in off the bat they know who they are they know who these characters are and I think Gary is one of those characters where like we see him change like a little bit throughout the series but like Gary is always Gary no absolutely like no matter what stage Selena and her team are in Gary is still Gary yeah he he's definitely always there to show up and do his job and it's just yeah he's He's a hoot. It's a he lot. really is a hoot. Mm-hmm. I also had written down, we kind of talked about this last episode, but with Jonah, Jonah is also such an interesting character because he he is like a mutual enemy for everybody on the Veep team. Right. And I feel like Mike gets like the most roasting out of anybody on the Veep's team. Yeah. Like he gets like shit on a lot but then Jonah comes into the picture and that's why Mike is always so eager to be like oh my god like can I blow you like things like that and just like taking the piss out of Jonah because like he he's the common enemy nobody likes Jonah no absolutely not and so Mike's finally like gets puffed up and is like I have my time to like be an asshole (laughs) yeah no he he'll take any chance he can get and then I feel like to because I feel like Mike is definitely a character who it's interesting because clearly he a lot of times proves he's not good at his job. Yeah. And when he's not good at his job, it makes Selena look worse. And it's honestly <laughs> it, like it gets to a point a lot of times where I'm like, how has he kept his job for so long? No, literally. Um, but and so I find it interesting, too, when him and. Uh, oh, my God. 
why am I Dan yeah. would get into a little bit of a tiff, especially over the frozen yogurt debacle. That was another great like scene where they're trying to determine what flavors uh, oh, Selena yeah. can eat because so it's funny. like it shouldn't be that deep. <laughs> But yeah, they is. literally have. I did write down the flavors because it's Please just like um, the fact that they wrote down bad red velvet peanut butter praline New York cheesecake pistachio. <laughs> I need to know their reasoning. Yeah, literally. Good mango, chocolate, peach, coffee, and then they all land on Jamaican, Jamaican rum, rum, which we then realize is a euphemism for her putting an ex oils Oil person guy. on the task force. On the task force, yeah. Which I will say, I like. I feel like. Whenever there's a show that's around like politics or like finance or business, <laughs> I at times am clueless when it comes to like Same. the actual details of what they're talking about. Like watching Veep, I've probably watched the entire series twice or three times, but so many times when they get to that stuff about like the whatever, the clean plastic, whatever yeah. they do, I'm like, I have no clue, but because these characters are so entertaining, like that's how you keep coming back exactly. each week. I think that's like what the writers really nail is mm -hmm. like, who wants to watch a show about politics? Like no. really, it can like, you had The West Wing, which was like obviously a huge hit, but like- Or like even in, Scandal. I'll yeah. even throw in Scandal, which- <laughs> Brave. That, <laughs> I mean, she was walking into that White House. If there's a True. Scandal Veep crossover, I would have died. <laughs> Oh my god. I always say that I think that Veep and Succession exist in the same universe. Oh, for sure. I feel like they definitely do. They definitely seem like variants of each other, even though I do call Succession like the HBO version of Arrested Development as well. Oh, 100%. Which we all know Tony Hale Tony is Tony Hale on, is so. a king. I truly me and my friends from college we have we still have like a group chat and our group chat is called tony hale fan club because oh, we amazing. all just adore him oh uh, that's good that's that's a great person to get behind <laughs> in hollywood there's not a, not a lot left not so. a ton of them but he's, he's, he's one, one of the ones still standing which yeah. i am so grateful for mm -hmm. um so we see Selena in the like room with Doyle and his assistant going over and she basically promises him that she'll put an oil guy on the task force, which right. is like a big no no because it's clean jobs. It's like getting away from plastics yes. and like all that sort of stuff. And she like when she leaves that meeting realizes she fucked up and like made a huge mistake. And she I love it when she says to like her team she's like can you make me have unsaid that and it's like I feel like she requests that so often where oh. she's like make my mess go away somehow no literally she wants like the impossible to be done I also like too because before she agrees to it Amy is in the room but then she tells Amy to get out yeah and he's like are you sure she's like yeah and then of course the first thing she goes where were you and Amy has to go you told me to leave and her explanation to Amy is like the quintessential, I feel like any type of boss, especially in entertainment, but probably to like politics where they're like, well, your job is to read my mind. And when I tell exactly. you to do something, you actually do the opposite because you know that that in itself is the right thing to do. And I'm like, <laughs> no. Um, so it's it's wild that like, obviously in that way, Selena is um, manipulative. Literally. Probably a horrible boss. I don't know how none of them are seen going to therapy during the series, I don't think. But, like, they all need it desperately. 100%. I, like, yeah, I I don't, because I think to, like, 
actual like people that work on like political teams and things like that. And I'm like, they're definitely not going to therapy. No. At all. They probably don't even have the time. No. Because they're probably like on call for her, you know, every moment of the day. Yeah. Um, (laughs) She says like, because Doyle says something to her. Or she says something to Doyle and he's like, that's like asking a guy to like fist himself. And then when she's like freaking out with her team afterwards, she's like, I don't know. Doyle is so charming. He had that twinkle in his eye. He was talking about fisting people. Ridiculous. It's just so fucking funny. It's always funny, too. I I admit when she like tries to become like one of the guys. Yeah. Like she. She really laughs along to some locker room talk, which 100%. I feel like that in itself, too, is so probably, like, DC that a lot of women who work there have to do. Oh, yeah. Of just, like, being, like, laugh along to this incredibly, like, vulgar joke yeah. when we're talking about, like, saving the planet. Like, it's <laughs> it's so unserious. Especially it's being in, like, that position of power. Like, because ultimately the Veep doesn't have a ton of power, but like the status of that role is right. like insane. And like obviously we haven't had a female vice president until Kamala. Right. And it's just like seeing her navigate, seeing Selena Meyer navigate DC politics as a woman is probably how I envision Kamala doing it. Absolutely. As well. Especially like <laughs> I I now think, because I feel like this happens too, where like Selena becomes a meme. I'm like, what was Kamala's team thinking when, like, she became a meme for laughing so much? <laughs> the fact that, like, everyone's like, oh, she's geeked up on something. <laughs> like, I need her medication, like, cocktail, whatever. Like, it's so funny to, like, just relate the two. And like you said, then it's like you can totally see her in these situations yeah. and probably what she has to go through. And, oh, my God, I can only imagine. It's- I know. And I just love the familiarity that Selena has with her team, too, where, like, They've clearly been working together for a really long time. Like, she's clearly had this team of people around her, like, before she became Veep. Right. And when, so, like, Dan is down at the frozen yogurt shop and he's invited that reporter, Leon West, there Mm -hmm. because he wants to break the story of the whole, like, bill happening. But the president said that he wanted to wait until next week to, like, introduce it so he can get the glory of it, basically. And... So now Dan has to like stall Leon West or like Mike has to go down there and tell Dan like not to tell Leon West anything. Yeah. Like basically they have to stall them and the frozen yogurt people like oh my God. while Selena's having the like presidential like emergency. Right. And I just love the moment where like Selena tells Mike to go down to the frozen yogurt shop and like stop Dan from telling Leon West anything and she goes did you roll your eyes at me and he's like no ma'am and she's like because I don't like that kind of passive aggressive attitude literally whipped he is whipped (laughs) he's whipped at work and he's probably whipped at home oh my gosh he's still I mean you watched the third episode so you know the like the whole fake dog thing is finally when that like gets revealed but I find it funny that they don't bring the fake fake dog up in the second episode Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like one of my favorite like bits that they start out with where Mike's like, oh, sorry, I got the dog at home. <laughs> Just like pathologically lying pathologically about things, lying. which is his job. Honestly, at the end of the day, he has yeah. to write a lot of lies yeah. or like make things sound a lot better than they really are. And yeah, oof, my gosh. And so obviously Selena is delayed getting to the yogurt shop because the president is experiencing chest pains. She has to all of a sudden sort of step into the presidential shoes and like do all of this stuff and she, you know, has her moment of like, holy shit, I might 
become the president of mm-hmm. the United States. And like her team obviously like freaks out as well. But I love it whenever they cut to the yogurt shop of like Mike and Dan fighting with themselves, but then also fighting with Leon and yeah. like trying to like be nice to like the frozen yogurt shop owner and like his mother, who's oh like this God. old lady that like asks Leon West, she's like, do you ever write about yogurt? And he's like, uh, no, I'm a politics writer. And she's like, you should write about yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> I love when she goes, it's a yogurt shop with an H, with an H. in the middle. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Because we're old fashioned. <laughs> it's just like, it's so insane. And it is funny too, because I'm sure I do remember the frozen yogurt craze. Oh yeah. And I'm sure I think at that time it was pretty hyper. Um, but it's just so funny that that's and of course they like dig themselves a hole because they're like we're gonna go to like a black owned mm-hmm. small like yogurt shop and then it's like oh we really can't fuck this up because then we're crossing you know a lot of a lot of they're like a group it turns into like small business small business black community black community like probably also to like elderly because oh, the old woman the old it's woman just, they cannot they have to really watch it and it's so it's funny so to funny. try yeah and the the yogurt shop owner getting fed up with dan and mike of like where is selena mm-hmm. like you promised me and like obviously dan can't say to anybody but mike that right. like the president thing is like happening right um so like them trying to distract him and the frozen yogurt guy getting like super fed up and like ch- cussing out both of them and like yelling at them and then he says to Mike, he goes, you, you gay Irish fireman. And he's like, well, actually, you're all right. But I still don't like yes. you. And he like points to Dan. Oh, my God. So I was good. like, that's the funniest burn, I think, on this show, calling Mike a gay Irish fireman. I know. And only in episode two. Like, it's just they were on fire with that. It was. Oh, I love that. Yeah. When he blows up and then he's like, you, you, I don't like you. Still. <laughs> yeah. Like, he doesn't even insult Dan. He just declares he doesn't just, like him. I don't like you. And then. So then Selena is asked to stand down because uh, the president, like you said, just had a lot of barbecue, wasn't actually a heart attack, which is so fucking funny. I think it makes it like even worse for her that it's just like, even, it's why like, did you even bother me? Why did she even bother? And then like the fact that she ran, like the fact that she was running through the hallway to get to that situation room. Yeah. And then she has to give the binders back. And it's just like... <laughs> Everyone's just like, yeah, hand it over, yeah. ma'am. Yeah. It's so humiliating. Um, but they're like, all right, I guess we have to like actually go to the frozen yogurt shop and do our plan of like, you know, because she's so excited at the beginning of the day of like, let's capitalize on this free time. Let's like rub <laughs> elbows with the normals. <laughs> Another joke from earlier that I forgot was when they were like trying to spitball ideas of like what she could do with the afternoon free, somebody was like, we'd go to a book fair. Like there are kids at a book fair. And Mike goes, no, kids pee their pants. Yeah. Or he goes like they're unpredictable or something <laughs> yeah. like that, which true. But of course, it's like they were scared about one bodily function and then another one and ends then, up biting them in the butt yeah, worse. Exactly. Um, So Selena makes her way over to the yogurt shop, but we can obviously tell that she is succumbing to the gastric bug as well. She's sweaty and pale. And Gary, I think Gary's, like, gone at this point. Like, Gary, like, we don't even see him. Um, But she gets to the frozen yogurt shop, and, like, everybody there is just, like, in a bad mood. Like, this plan has, like, totally backfired on them. Like, there is, like, no no coming back from this. Mm -hmm. And... 
What did they say? The only frozen yogurt flavor that was left was vanilla. It was right? only vanilla, yeah. which they had tried to avoid earlier mm-hmm. on. They said like, no, not vanilla. But oh, because he said like, oh, I think Jonah says it, right? Yeah, I think Jonah did. But the the funniest thing, which is just so like something that would happen to Selena, was like earlier the yogurt shop owner mentions they made a special strawberry <laughs> Selena flavor. So then, of course, when she shows up, they're like. He goes, I'm so sorry. I had to actually throw that out. It had a bad Bad taste taste. to it. And you can just like see like obviously the fact that there isn't any isn't the issue. It's just the fact that like he's like, yeah, that one was tainted. And it's just like what other way to just describe, unfortunately, poor Selena and her like entire career it just never goes right didn't taste right had a bad taste to it and he says it's so genuinely she's like i want to shoot myself (laughs) (laughs) so like we see her in the yogurt shop she's clearly not doing well but like she needs the photo op of like her eating the yogurt at the table also that like that always like bugged me i'm like why couldn't they just make a fresh cup or why did they make a cup and then wait for her to show up but she has to eat like soup yeah basically, basically. i don't know um probably like the weather or something or they guess. just like weren't thinking like i don't know but it it, it makes it even funnier it that does. it's a fully melted cup of frozen yogurt that she has to eat which like sounds like gross anyway and then like think about like how sick she feels having yeah. to eat it is so fucking funny. And then obviously she like she's like, I need to leave now. I gotta oh. go now. And like we again, we don't see anything. It's not mm-hmm. like overly gross or anything, which I really appreciate. But like it's implied that she shits her pants yeah. on the um on the steps outside the frozen yogurt shop on her way into the president or the vice presidential limo. It was very, I feel like, reminiscent of when um Maya Rudolph shits in the street and bride. <laughs> Bridesmaids, <laughs> yeah, bridesmaids, which I think might have came out around the same time. I don't know, but yeah, I think bridesmaids was like 2011. Yeah, so kind of, kind of close together, but like it was very much like that where she just goes, "It's happening," and she's like, <laughs> and she's like, "Ooh, ooh, ooh," <laughs> like the pain I could feel, and they like create a wall around the <laughs> which is like you just see herds of people at this point, and it's just like obviously there's there's no hope. Oh, I also like this is random cutback, but when she shows up to the yogurt shop and they go okay let the media take some photos and it's literally just like two Two people and one of them has like a flip camera and they go that's the media okay it's just (laughs) like it just like they keep hammering in how like just i don't know embarrassing the whole situation is it's oh yeah it's so good i think it like perfectly encapsulates like what being the vice president is like she went from the most powerful woman in the world for like an hour or whatever, how yeah. long she was standing in for the president to literally shitting her pants in front of a frozen yogurt store. All in a day. All in All one in a day's single work. day. And I think that's like the thesis statement of Veep. It really show. is. Yeah. It's well, yeah, there's never like a consistent high for her. No. And you know that like if anything right goes well for her, it's gonna get so wrong so, so quick. So bad. But it's entertaining. I love it. Yeah. She's like, I can't uncross my legs. Yeah. No. It was oh. That and then was so they just sad. kind of like throw her into the limo. Like, yeah. She like can't obviously step into it. They just kind of like throw her in there and it's so fucking funny. I know. She's like, don't come in here. And Amy's like, ma'am, I <laughs> I have to. <laughs> I have to. And then Mike, of course, he's like, I'm gonna walk. You can like see him like gag a little bit, which you kind of like you can tell they're all trying to like be so respective about yeah. it. And then like 
he's like, I'm going to walk. He just it's slams so the door. fucking funny. He's like, not this. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's such a good fucking episode. And like, like I was saying, I think it's the creators of Veep are British. And right. I think that's like such a testament to like, you know, how stupid outside people think that American politics are. Well, but was it originally, I think it was originally like a British show about yeah. Parliament or something? Yeah, or? I forget what it was called. I've seen a couple of episodes of it, but it was like Armando Iannucci yeah. did have a show in England right. about like Parliament. And then he was like, what I think about? we can do yeah, it here. I think we can do this with America. <laughs> and he was right. And he was right. And thank fucking God oh, he did yeah. do it here because it's truly a national treasure. No. And you get why she won like an Emmy every, every freaking fucking season. season. Yeah. It, I mean, it's deserved. I mean. So deserved. I feel like she was the crown of the comedy like lead actresses. <laughs> Literally. Every time it's like, don't even bother at that point. No. But, oh God. But it really like the journey that Selena goes on Every single episode is like, I don't know how Julia Louis Dreyfus like does it. Like she's just a powerhouse. Oh no. And she's tiny too. She's tiny but mighty. Yeah, she's small. Yeah, she's no. She's very small, but so fucking funny. Oh gosh. It's just like, yeah, so like it's it's British writers and directors and everything like that, mm-hmm. but they have such a good understanding of like what <laughs> politics like in yeah. America is and yeah. like you know so many things that happen in Veep obviously mirror like real events that were happening at the time but like mm-hmm. even now like in the future like it repeats and happens it repeats again. and yeah. happens again there were so many moments during the 2020 like election cycle where I was like <laughs> this happened in Veep this yeah. literally like the recounts in Nevada like mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff I was like this is literally an episode of Veep no absolutely like it's scary how on point it is for like the most ridiculous plots it gets and my favorite thing though is like to see things like pop up on twitter and i'll go like i love veep and it's like clearly something that's happening like randomly in the news like again circling back padam padam <laughs> stonewall kamala harris andy cohen is probably like one of my favorite pop culture moments of this year because of how ridiculous it it's was. so ridiculous so funny i mean like good for her for like being in like a like gay space and but like, like could you imagine Joe Biden doing no, that during not Barack's? at all definitely not Pence we obviously know that well yeah <laughs> that <laughs> would like, have yeah, been, when that would have broken the internet Biden was veep that definitely would not have happened but no. it's like it's also I would love to like study Kamala a little bit more and mm-hmm. like sort of like figure out like are there things that they're making her do because she's a woman where like any other vice president beforehand would not have had to do that. And yep. I think there's a lot of things that we see in Veep that Selena has to do where, like, yep. clearly no other vice president in the history of America would have had to do some of the things that she did. No, absolutely. And also, too, like, how she has to, like, watch, I guess, how she says or does, like, certain things, too, as a woman, which I find very interesting. But then again, it's like it it doesn't become an issue because of, like, her gender, she just becomes like annoyed because she wants to say those like perverse things. Yeah, and she's like, what? She, oh, my she gosh. like so badly wants to be like one of the boys. No, so and, yeah, so much. Which, like you said, that's why she gets into like that locker room talk and like she just, yeah. And that's why some of her insults are so amazing. So amazing. I, I can only, I'm so excited for when you get to the croissant line, <laughs> whenever that happens. I think that's in the first season. I love that line yeah. so much. Yeah. It's so fucking funny. 
they just I think somebody like just like reposted or like Max might have like posted it on like Instagram or something because uh, it was circling around on Twitter again like that the clip of that scene and I'm like it's she just her line delivery is fucking perfect it makes it it makes it so much it really does um okay well we're basically at time thank you again so much lexi for coming thank on thank you for having me sorry if you had to see me like looking cross-eyed into this microphone <laughs> um again not that the the listeners can see that but i feel like i've been I, it's just a big thing in my face i know <laughs> It can it can be a little distracting, but you did a really good job. <laughs> oh my god, no! Thank you for having me. It's very easy to talk about the show. So. Oh my gosh, literally so easy. Um, do you have anything like coming up that you want to like plug or talk about? Um, sure. Yeah. So I mentioned at the top of the show, I co-host this movie commentary show in Brooklyn called Movie Surfers. It's the first Saturday of every month now at Easy Lover. We've watched um, classics uh, like Bratz or High School Musical <laughs> Two. Uh, I don't know when this episode will drop, but August 5th is our show for Shrek 2. So we're really Iconic. tapping into the nostalgia of it all. Um, but we just talk shit about the movies, but like lovingly. But also, you know, we point out what's ridiculous in them, which I think is fun. And then if you want to follow me on Twitter, too, uh, <laughs> at Lexi Shea, that's L-E-X-I-S-H-A-Y-E underscore. And that's it. That's me. Perfect. Again, thank you so much for coming on. Everybody, go check out Lexi's comedy. She's super funny, super easy to talk to. <laughs> this was so fun. I'm happy you trudged out here in the 95-degree weather. I made it. I made it. Great, great T-shirt and all. I made it. <laughs> okay, thank you for listening, and we'll see you later. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>